Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Jennifer. Jennifer's bullying me about my inability to read a clock. Yeah. You're, you're mean. It's not that you don't know how. You just don't want to try. Uh, listen, if I can't master it in 29 years, you I'm ha- not going You have to. mastered it. The only I, step to mastery is physically, like, knowing how to do it. And do you, you see what I put up with, everybody? And you know how to do it. You just don't want to. It's fine that I'm bullied. It's fine. Listen, I'm just going to comfort myself with some fucking jelly beans. You're like that kid in class who's like, I could read, but I don't want to try. Except for I could read when I was two and a half. Well, but like, you, you see how, like, you know how to do it. You just need practice. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be that inspirational teacher in your life that pushes you. <laughs> that to work stand harder. and deliver teacher. <laughs> for the rest of my life, I refuse to even look at an analog clock because of you. Whatever. Live your life. I don't care. Why? I mean, like, analog's dead anyways. I just have to never buy an analog watch. It's cold in here. Still. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I'm sorry. Okay. I have a real case of the jukeboxes lately. I'm sorry. Let's start over. Okay. Um, Hey, nerds. It's Kate. And Jen. And we are here to not be bummers this week. Hopefully. Hopefully. We are like... We specifically tried to pick a more uplifting fun. <laughs> right. Something that made us Topic. both happy and wasn't about eating children. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that, you know what, though? I'm surprised how many people reacted to that last podcast. Like, mm-hmm. people were kind of psyched for the content. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I mean, I had f- a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fucked up. <laughs> but I'm not the only fucked up one. It's yeah. not only just you and me. There's a whole, like cadre of comrades out there i mean that's why we do this right it's i guess just <laughs> so we're not alone in the universe sometimes i feel alone but i don't know where i'm going with that <laughs> but i'm i used to feel alone until i got my starburst jelly beans and now i feel fine yeah so if there's any weird chewy noises that's what that is whatever they're delicious Let me garbage finish. candy <laughs> they're garbage candy you are garbage candy jelly beans are just trash I think the only real shitty candy out there are Necco wafers. Have you ever had a Necco wafer? Ooh, yeah, that's, that's... That's like chalk masquerading as candy. Yeah, that's... Ooh, not... you know what else I hate? What? Um, wax lips. Mm-hmm. And those weirdo, like... Bottles? Yes! Thank yes. you for knowing exactly where I was headed with that. Mm-hmm. Not bottle caps, mind you. Bottle caps, fucking right. delicious. Fizzy in my mouth, but... The the wax bottles with, like... The little syrup inside of it? Mm-hmm. Also, how Why? is that not being used to sell codeine? I also think, like, they... Perf- they improved on that, and that's Gushers. True. Yeah, because who wants to eat straight wax? Nobody. I want... Except I want, for I do like, eat Tootsie Rolls. I want a Gusher that size, though. Like, like two inches long, and, like, like that would be a delicious Gusher. Why are you making that face at me? I don't know. Me? It just sounds really unappealing. Like, you'd be eating a slug at that point. I mean, but, like, who doesn't just take a handful of Gushers and then eat I'm them? I'm a one-at-a-time person. You're watching me eat my color-coded... Jelly beans. Yeah, you put them in rainbow order, which was nice. I am very specific in the way I eat things. You watched me eat pizza last night for the first time. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm very. Specific. Oh my god! Okay, Le- okay, we need to we need to stop and address this. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, I everyone. am not ashamed. Listen up. <laughs> we Y'all are, are going to learn a better way to eat pizza. No, this was horrifying, and I almost barfed. Uh, we were eating pizza last night, and oh. 
Delicious pizza, by the way. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not taking issue with the pizza. I love me some Papa John's. <laughs> Garlic sauce. I love, I'd live and die for that fucking okay, sauce. Okay, but what you do with it. <laughs> what I do with all Is pizzas. offensive to humanity. <laughs> you are offensive to humanity, ma'am. She takes the pizza and picks off with your face. I mean, okay, pizza is finger food. Absolutely. Granted. People who eat pizza with a fork and But you're not supposed to. She takes... And picks off the cheese and the toppings yeah. with your fingers and eats that first. Delicious. Disgusting. So you're like, <laughs> just like taking them greasy bits off with those fingies. Wonderful. And eating them. And then what's left is what looks like an open artery of a deceased person with emphysema because it's just the crust with the sauce. What do you see in Croston's? crust and sauce you're like i see an artery of a dead person who had emphysema listen i took in health class we 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 looked at a, looked bunch, at of a bunch of pictures of oh, yeah and, and that that's really what it looks like literally is what it that probably like. should be enough to change this for me but it won't be although i think it was technically the healthy one because it wasn't because it was bright red yeah, yeah. But it's disgusting. Yeah. It's delicious. But then, oh no, we're not done there. No, we're not. <laughs> you take the garlic butter and spread it Must around. Must have. Again with the fingers. <laughs> Why would anybody involve silverware it. in this? But I, while we're doing this. I also tear it apart with my fingers to eat it. Well. I don't just like take a bite. Yeah. Because it gushes and I don't care for that. Which is why I sort of object to your two inch gusher. I don't understand you right now. I don't understand you. It's like you take you. the cheese off and then it's all gush. Yeah, but and then you add in the grease and you spread it out. And sometimes, You're I, like sometimes I take the adding. dry crust and I turn that into a breadstick and dip it and kind of take off all of that stuff. <laughs> this is just offensive. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're playing a card game. My card game. Yeah, but and I had napkins. Cards that we all collectively have to handle. And was anything covered in grease? No. Because you wiped it on your skirt. <laughs> did I? Yes. It does seem like something I would you do. Did. I had a napkin. It was fine. I don't like that skirt anyways. Fuck it. It's an ugly uh, skirt. You're fine. You're fine. It was- you appalling can be to my senses. All you want. I'm telling you, everybody, that's a better way to eat pizza. It's not. You turn it like one slice You're eating just a... greasy cheese and meat. And then. Do you see how this sounds like a sales pitch to everybody else? Gushy, like you're the one who. Saucy bread. Guys, we're going to need you to write in. Isn't this better? Like packaging uh, all of the cheese and meat together. No. I don't put vegetables on my pizza because look at me. And. <laughs> And people who put pineapple on their pizza. Okay, we can agree on that. That is that's disgusting. That's an affront to the Lord. That is disgusting. That should never have happened. If Hawaii seems like a lovely place, but because they did that to pizza, I think we should nuke them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, too far? Okay, I'll reel that in. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Hawaii. God. Yeah. Um, all right, so what are we discussing this week? What are, what's my God? No, so no. for uh, uh, for what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> Holy shit! What, what just fell over? I don't know. I don't see anything tipped over. Oh God, Jennifer! I swear to shit, if this place got haunted because of you, <gasps> I swear to Christ Jesus, this podcast <laughs> was your idea. Well, we're gonna. We need. Let's get some sage. <laughs> It was probably just one of the cans. I'm guessing that's what happened. Right? Like, 
we have for those of you who've never been in my barn, which is all of you. There's um, I have I a smorgasbord of sodas. <laughs> there are four different types of soda because we have a movie theater in this barn, and so this is Jen and I record in what amounts to the lobby of the movie theater, mm-hmm. and so we keep treats out here for treats. people to enjoy with yes. you know. And very generously, you keep both Pepsi and Coke because. Even though Coke's disgusting. Even though Pepsi's disgusting. It's fine that you're wrong about everything. We can still be We're friends. We're just really like digging in on the treats. Just... <laughs> this episode. I can't believe. I mean, is there anything that like, what else? What else do you like that I hate and vice versa? Uh we're not going to go into that because wait, 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 this podcast on. will cease to be. <laughs> I have one question for you and one question alone. Okay. If you fail this question, I'm going to dissolve our friendship and walk away from this place. All right. Well, it's my house. You're going to walk away. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Look me in the eyes. Yes. I'm scared. Heath bars. Pro or con? So pro. Okay. You can live. Okay, good. I, I keep a collection of Heath bars They're in the, the house best. for like fucking emergencies. They're hidden from my husband, who is my husband for being a skinny mini. He's like a little candy whore. Like I left an unpackaged thing of Reese's eggs in there because he'll kill you for a Reese's. And Likewise. I promise you those will be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> like a whole bag of Reese's eggs. Where are they? They're on the you didn't see them? No. Well, there's one bag that is opened on the coffee table. Uh-huh. And upstairs in the kitchen there's a fresh bag. Alright, well I will we'll be, be making a little several on my way up. If there are any left. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, all right. So now that our friendship is saved, let's get into oh, speaking of what? saving our friendship. What? We came to an agreement. Yes. Uh, and if you listened to the last episode, you remember that we were uh, clashing as much as we clash mm-hmm. uh, over the beauty of our cats. Yes. And uh, a very biased, I think, show notes <laughs> went up <laughs> in which Artemis, Listen, who's because, wearing a crown... Just because I wrote them doesn't mean doesn't they're not accurate. Slightly biased. <laughs> um, anyway, so many people voted for Artemis. A few reasonable people voted for Meatloaf, who is more beautiful. It's fine. Um, anyway, we decided yep. that we weren't going to fight anymore mm-hmm. because we have a boy cat and a girl cat. Yep. And so they can be like prom king and prom queen and mm-hmm. still be equal in their beauty and greatness. Exactly. And... We don't have to dissolve our friendship. Our podcast is saved. <laughs> For now. Yep. All right. So you want to do, do work now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we decided on a whim to do theater ghosts. Yeah. Which turns out is very timely because I'm going to see Hamilton this week. <laughs> I'm trying not to be like, I'm going to see it in June. It's fine. I also think you're a cunt. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, you're going to go with your mom and your sister. And... No, I'm going to go with um, my siblings and our significant others. Oh, not your mom. No. Okay. They're not allowed. They're not allowed? No, that's... I don't know. Jen's mom, are you listening to this? This is some shit. doesn't listen to this anymore. <laughs> I'm still going to keep apologizing to her. Sorry I called your daughter a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. I reclaimed yeah. that word. It's going to be fun. Good. I would, um, By the time this episode airs, I will have already seen it. And I will have transcended into nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Officially better than all of us. Yep. <laughs> um, also, who's going to be your Aaron Burr? 
uh, Wayne fucking Brady. Wayne fucking Brady. I am so excited. I that, am but, but. intensely jealous. It's fine. <sighs> yep. I will see it in June. I'm really excited about June 1st, which mm-hmm. is a Thursday. I picked specifically not a weekend so that uh-huh. I didn't have to deal with as many humans. Yeah, we're we're also seeing it on Thursday. Yeah, and but you're also going to be in Chicago right before St. Patrick's Day. Like right on St. Patrick's Day. So... But they did their big parade thing last week. That's like the first of six smaller parades because cool. All right. Chicago is second only to well, Boston. I will be hiding out in our Airbnb and probably won't leave that day. But... All right. We actually, when Wicked was first in Chicago back in 2007, I had tickets to go see Wicked at the Orpheum on St. Patrick's Day, gift for Mm -hmm. my grandma and grandpa. And then my grandpa totally died. Oh, no. (laughs) And his wake was on St. Patrick's Day, so we never got to go. Oh, no. Well, then my aunt replaced all of our tickets and we got to go eventually. But like. Oh, that's so sad. Total downer. My grandpa was amazing. He was super cool. So now we're being bummers again. Let's talk about theaters. (sighs) Okay. Well. Oh, also, which theater is it going to be at? Uh, I, I, I looked it up because specifically I wanted to know if it was haunted. Nice. Uh, and it doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I bet you it still is. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it so it turns out basically every theater is haunted. Yeah. I think. Well, I think there's a reason for that. Um, okay. So you were in theater. Mm-hmm. I was in theater. Yeah. Um, theaters are places of extreme energy release. Yeah. Like you get so hyped before a show Mm -hmm. and then you let it all out Mm -hmm. and it it just has nowhere to go, but into the audience and the audience tosses it back at Mm -hmm. you. There's a lot of emotion happening. Absolutely. It's ups, it's downs, it's casting, it's getting hurt. It's having your heart broken. It's Mm -hmm. death. uh, Death often. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you would be surprised, uh, how much energy when you're done doing a show, if you, if you've, whether, even if you were on cast or if you were in stage crew, mm-hmm. uh, you are exhausted mm-hmm. after a show. Like you are also like on a exhilarated. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's the closest thing to doing drugs. I think, yeah. um, it's amazing. It's really amazing how, uh, how much energy you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I had enough energy to have like a steak and shake shake. <laughs> oh yeah. We always afterwards. went to uh friendlies. Nice. Nice. That sounds <laughs> and nice. usually waited about an hour to be served. That place was shitty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So at steak and shake, they knew all of us because we were there. Steak and shake would be great. Literally all the time. Like yeah. we would play cards. We all would my always friends. go there too. It was amazing. I love steak and shake mm-hmm. actually to this Well, day. and then in the middle of high school at some point, uh, we got an Applebee's, which was a super big deal. <laughs> Small town people know this. Like, sure. We know. had one in Benton Harbor. I'm just saying we've had I one mean, for a long time. We like since since moving away, they got a Panera and an Olive Garden, and I'm like so jealous that those didn't exist when you I know we have those in Grand Rapids, right? Like we have four of them. I know, but it's like a big fucking deal for Jamestown to get them. It's yeah, all we had, the you. fanciest place we had was Applebee's, <laughs> <laughs> and we thought that was uh, the shit. In fairness, Applebee's is probably still the fanciest place Benton Harbor has. Although Benton Harbor has Lark's Barbecue, uh-huh. oh, you are challenged to find better food. Yeah, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that's a big, big thing. So uh, theaters are haunted a yeah, lot. It was hard to pick one. To 
really focus on because there's just so goddamn many. Well, and I actually, th- I, I thoroughly believe all theaters are haunted. Uh, a lot of people believe that. In fact, most theaters have what's called mm-hmm. a ghost light. Have you heard about this? Yes, because uh, I think we're, we should also talk about some superstitions. Absolutely. But I was like really excited when I saw that. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, ghost <laughs> light. on brand. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I looked it up and it's kind of underwhelming. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most superstitions kind of are yes. like do you know how many times i've told people that good luck and nobody died yeah like, even people i wanted to die yeah so okay so jesus not you uh, well you were making intense eye contact we always make intense time. eye contact jennifer yes um but yeah the ghost light is it's never allowed to be completely dark in a theater right so they will always keep a light burning usually at the center of the stage Mm-hmm. for safety and also superstition. <laughs> Ostensibly safety, also superstition. But it's it's mostly so that, you know, actors don't fall off the edge of the stage, which happens when you don't yeah. have a ghost light. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's basically so, like, when you are the first one in the theater and the lights aren't on yet, you, you can, can still find your way without dying. So here's a fun fact. <laughs> Did you die? Yes. <laughs> I died. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, my high school auditorium, which was not attached to my actual high school, mm-hmm. um, was the darkest place. There was no windows anywhere in the whole building. Yeah. Um, it was the darkest place known to God and man. And this is why I can see like a cat in the dark because I had to go in and find the breaker at the back of the stage without falling off the stage. Did they have a ghost light on or? No. Are you kidding me? That would have cost money. Well, that's not a union theater. (laughs) No. We didn't even, like, we literally didn't even have lights. We had to rent lights from the larger school across town. See, my my high school was like weirdly fancy because we put on all of our productions at the local, like, civic theater. Sure. And so so we actually had like union stage crew. Yeah, we didn't know. So like, so like how all the your, how big was your high school? Uh, like, what it was, was your graduating class. Okay, like it was it was three hundred fifty was my graduating. I graduated class. in a class of forty two. I know. <laughs> yeah. So like, I grew up in a small city, but it's still like a big high school because it was the only high school in town. Right. Um. Yeah. So we had like a whole nice stage crew and. Which was which was kind of fun, but so also jealous. like they yelled at us a lot. <laughs> well, you know, but it was super fun because, um, like you know, the green room and the dressing rooms were all like legit and stuff, and that place was also probably haunted. I don't know any specific stories about that one. There is another theater in Jamestown though, um, the Lucille Ball Little Theater. <gasps> Lucille Ball. Yeah, which is um, very. Uh, haunted? Haunted, yeah. And I was trying to search for the right word, but like it's it's one of the most well-known haunted places in Jamestown. Huh. Um, and fun fact, um, I haven't confirmed this lately, but uh, one of my good friends from high school, uh, her dad was a stage manager. I don't know. He was, he was at the theater all the time when they were growing up. And there was one time where it was just, he would like take her all there to visit all the time. And one time they were there and walking around completely empty, deserted theater, mm-hmm. walking around the like back rooms behind backstage. And she walks into a room and she sees a man with his back to her. She thought it was his dad. She thought it was her dad. So she goes, oh, hey, dad, like, what's up? And then her dad walked in behind her. Fuck that to noise. See who she was talking to. She turned around, sees her dad, turns back. And the man's gone. Uh-huh. Yep, that yep. seems about right. So that's that seems how a lot of that works. That's how a lot of theater hauntings go. No theater is ever truly empty. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, (laughs) 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 the the theater that I ended up picking is the New Amsterdam Theater in New York. Um, Yeah, it is, I think, one of the, in my Google searches, (laughs) my extensive Google searches, (laughs) one of the most consistently haunted theaters, at least in America. It's a beautiful building. I've never been there. Uh, but that's okay. I totally have. You have? Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> that is, this, is my, this is my one humble brag. The one time I've been to New York City, I went with my best friends and my drama teacher, who's mm-hmm. my favorite teacher, Mr. Thompson. And uh, we went to New York City, where Thompson is from. And we saw Christy Carlson Romano of oh, Even Stevens and Cadet Kelly God. Fame as Belle that on Broadway. is the height of cool. I am aware. <laughs> it was about the coolest thing I've ever done, and it was so much fun. Um, so I have some pictures. I'll show you pictures sometime. Yeah, I want to see those. So, yeah, this theater was is one of the oldest surviving Broadway venues in New York City. Um, That's awesome. What year was it built? 1903. At, nice. Along with the other ones that are the Hudson and the Lyceum Theater. Oh, the Lyceum's beautiful also. Yeah. So... A lot of history there. Um, it right now it functions as the main Disney theatrical production venue. Where you find Tarzan, is, where you find yeah. Right now, uh, Aladdin's running. <sighs> Such so great. That's opening in Chicago in four weeks. Is it? Yep, I want to go. <laughs> Not as high in the priority list as Hamilton is, admittedly, but no, I would still see it <laughs> because Hamilton changed me as a person. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, it was opened in 1903, um, and from 1913 to 1927, it was the home of the Ziegfeld Follies. <gasps> cool. Yeah. So for those who do not know what that is, uh, it was kind of like a variety show, kind of like a high-class vaudeville act. Uh, it started by and produced by Florence Ziegfeld Jr. You would be surprised how often not high-class those shows were, though, like... Well, okay, because there was the regular Ziegfeld Follies. Okay. And then there was a rooftop nightclub uh-huh. that was called the Midnight Frolic Show. Oh. That was the more risque version. Well, I, even then, uh, some of the things that went on during the vaudeville era are pretty mm-hmm. fucking shocking. Yeah, well, I wonder if, like, how the Ziegfeld Follies compares to, like, real vaudeville. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like, vaudeville, vaudeville. It was, like... It was a set show. Yeah. Okay. It was a, a review show. That's a that's a good question. Maybe if we ever get a time machine, we should try. I mean, back. I'm sure it wasn't like you know completely Disney wholesome, but hmm. it wasn't cl- quite nightclub. In terms of advertising interest, you know, in Times Square where they have the big Coca Cola can, mm-hmm. even though Coca Cola is an inferior beverage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the Zigfield Follies uh, advertising space. Oh. And it was like that was the big dominant structure over Times Square. Didn't it wasn't there like an arrow collars ad there for around that time too? I would mm. see that in like Great Gatsby. Possibly. We'll look it up later. Yeah, we'll check that out. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about that, uh, feel free to let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can, I'll stop interrupting you. Probably. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, so the Zigfield Follies are really what we're going to be focusing on today because Yay. we're going to be talking about Olive Thomas, who oh. was one of the most famous Ziegfeld girls, which is, let me go back a second. Um, 
So Ziegfeld Follies, it's a variety show. Um, so they would have like some like solo famous performers like Josephine Baker, uh, Bob Hope, Sophie Tucker. Um, Kate Smith. Yeah. A bunch of people that I did not no, so I did not write down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I probably have them on mine, and I'll like, explain oh. who they are. Yeah, very good. I um, I like theater, but I don't know everything about it. Neither do I. Um, yeah, so, and then the Ziegfeld girls would be, like, the chorus, which was me in high school, because uh, I never got solos, <laughs> but but I could dance. So. Yes, you are actually a very good dancer. Thank you. You're welcome. But, yeah, they'd be in the chorus line, they'd be tap dancing, or... Uh, paraded up and down flights of stairs as anything from birds to battleships is how it's described. Um, and they'd wear all fancy costumes uh, designed by famous people like Lady Lucille Duff Gordon. Who, <gasps> Lady yes. Duff Gordon. Yeah. Cool. Who I read all about, uh, famous person on the Titanic. Yes. Which brought us together. Titanic. I know way more about Titanic than uh, anyone should. <laughs> You know, we'll have to do later. an episode about Titanic. We really will. We that will do be it. our one year. Uh, or we could do it on the anniversary. Oh, that's coming up, too. It's coming up. That'll be, what, 103 years? Yep. Yep. Cool. Five. Yeah. 1912. 1912. Yep. Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah. So. In addition to not being able to read a clock, I also can't uh, add. do mental math. So. <laughs> I used to be in a gifted and talented math program, and then I started sure. smoking a lot of weed. Oh, well, that, yeah, that explains it. They're probably not related, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Olive Thomas, uh, she was born in, we actually have a date, guys. I'm oh, my so God. Excited. That never happens. October 20th, 1894, in charleroi pennsylvania nice yeah so started out as a real kind of like small town girl uh and then she moves to the great big city to find adventure yeah yeah kind of she like dropped out of school at age 15 to take care of her family got a job at kaufman's department store in pittsburgh married at age 16 damn yeah that's not fun but then they separated like two years later they got married when they were 16 yeah Yeah, as one does and so she moves to new york city in 1913 cool to live with some family members Uh, but she really kind of made it famous in 1914 when she entered in one the most beautiful girl in New York City contest. <laughs> Which Those is... were so popular. Why is that a thing? I don't... Like, I know there's still a thing today. Um, Mr. Blossom Time just happened over the weekend in Benton Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our big thing. It's Blossom Time. Okay. And so, like, all the local communities get together and promote, mm-hmm. you know, their... Like, so, like, Miss St. Joe and Miss Benton Harbor right. go to compete against each other for Miss Blossom time. And it's wow. it's incredibly intense and people take it super seriously. Yeah, I mean, pageants are still very much a thing. I don't know if this was a pageant or if it was just like... A promotional activity? Yeah, because it looks like it was, um, had, it was uh, created by a commercial artist. Sure. So I think they were just looking for models, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is what she became. Uh, she would pose for um, artists because this is... Like, I mean, photography exists, existed, but mostly they, she would pose for artists who would draw um, for advertisements and That's whatever. That's cool. Yeah. So um, one of the commercial artists she met through this endeavor was Harrison Fisher, who... <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Harrison Ford, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Ford? Harrison. Harrison Ford? Oh. You scruffy nerd I was thinking... <laughs> 
This thing ain't history. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow, Jennifer. All right. Wow. You're not even nerdy enough to be properly nerdy. No, I'm like a different kind of nerdy where I know like the Ford car company person better than Han Solo. Oh, God. I love you so much. Oh, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this... The next car I buy is not going to be a Ford. It's going to be a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and I'll name it the Jennifer. Thank you. Um, yeah, so this this artist, Harrison Fisher, allegedly wrote a letter of recommendation to Mr. Zigfield on behalf of Alice Thomas, Olive Thomas, um, although she disputed that, saying that she walked up to Zigfield and asked him for a job herself. So I like her moxie. I know. Yeah, I can't decide. I mean, I like that version better. I don't know which one is true, but we'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made her stage debut with the Zigfield Girls on June 21st, 1915, uh, and was a huge success. Uh, went on to perform in the more risque version of the the what what is it called midnight frolic show so she became a stripper yeah it's this is actually really familiar she had she drops out of school early marries at 16 divorces at 16 mm-hmm. moves to a big city becomes a stripper but she was also voted the most beautiful girl in new york city so a high class stripper i guess <laughs> this it sounds a lot this sounds very moulin rouge to me it does yeah this is which it's, is it's basically downright the same time theatrical yeah it's not it's almost it's almost creepy in how Mm-hmm. Obvious. But anyway, keep Yeah, going. because a part of this Midnight Frolic show is like, uh, I mean, it's not clear exactly what acts they're doing. Probably some sort of like striptease is involved. But Have you uh, ever seen um, Carnival from HBO? Nope. Well, they, it's a 1930s mm. circus, so not terribly different. Okay. Um, and they have strippers who go with the circus because a lot of strippers did. Um, strippers and vaudeville oh, acts would travel. Uh, along with it so they would have children's entertainment and then Mm -hmm. also adult entertainment fun so um, (laughs) if you ever wanted to see that you could check that out there's some uh examples of 1930s stripping which i can't imagine was different hbo uh yeah yes although you could also pirate it from also boardwalk empire which i've never watched me neither i need to get around to that one all right. Well, there's your uh, viewing recommendations. <laughs> there you go. Put it in the uh, show Along notes. with Moulin Rouge. Um, oh, my God. Moulin Rouge. Gosh, I freaking love that movie. So much excellent use of David Bowie, who is... Yeah. I, oh, God. I miss him so much. Yeah. I've made myself sad. Move on. All right. Uh, yeah. So part of the show is uh, a lot of very wealthy... Uh, dirty old men yep. <laughs> attend. Yep. You could have just said very old Mel, Mel, Mel. Fuck. Jennifer, I can't fucking talk today. Have a have a jelly bean. <laughs> have a jelly. Would you like Have one? a garbage candy. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> no, not a green. I pelted you with the green one because those are the gross ones. Yeah, I'm having an orange. Those are the best. I don't want it. <sighs> Eating noises. Uh, stop. Stop. Oh, my. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm done. Uh, Anyway, so uh, one of these these (laughs) wealthy, dirty old men would frequently uh, pick their favorite performer girl and just, like, shower her with gifts. Again, very Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, One of these uh, rumored patrons was the German ambassador, Albrecht von Bernstoff. Who allegedly gave um, Olive Thomas a 
$10,000 string of pearls. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What was $10,000 back then? Like, that's like millions of dollars that's like, of pearls. Uh, I think it's a few hundred thousand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So wow. that's... Wow. Yeah. Big money. I want to be pretty. That seems so... It, like, you cannot ever convince me that life is not easier if you're pretty. <laughs> Like, and I'm not hideous. I mean, like, I'm fat, but, like, that's the worst of it. There's, uh, as 30 Rock calls it, the bubble. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're in the bubble. <laughs> I'm in the bubble. <laughs> oh, 30 Rock. All right, we'll put up a, we'll put up a wreck for that one, too, guys. I love that. Uh, so what happens to Olive? She's a stripper. She's getting all these high-class gifts. She's a high-class stripper. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think that's a real thing. I don't know. Um, but, okay. Actually, I take that back. I've seen some really impressive stripping. It's totally a thing. Um, she is apparently very desirable, uh, because she begins an affair with Ziegfeld himself. Oh. Who um, admittedly was having affairs with probably a lot of the Ziegfeld girls. Ladies never shit where you eat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but he was married, married at the time. Um, and she eventually left him when she realized that he wasn't going to leave, leave his, his wife. wife. They never do. Yeah. They so good for you, girl. Got out get of out of that. There. Um... And eventually, in 1916, she signed up with a couple different film um, production companies and became a big-time silent, silent film, star. film star. That is really cool. Yeah. Do you think she just did a bunch of shorts, like dancing shorts? Or? She did a bunch of uh, shorts. Like, she started in, like, kind of a serial product, Like, not a TV show, because I didn't have that, but, like short film mm -hmm. serial. Yeah. Um, but then eventually would make over 20 feature films in four years. That's really, wow. That's a lot. Well, uh, to be fair at that time, they were really just cranking out movies. Yeah. Mary Pickford had been in like 200 and she was only 20. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, speaking of Mary Pickford, she's cool as hell. Go ahead. She, uh, Olive Thomas married Mary Pickford's younger brother. <gasps> Jack. That is well placed. So did yeah. she eventually get picked up by United Artists? Uh, I don't For those of you who do not know, Mary Pickford was the original It Girl. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of uh, the earliest celebrities to really come out of uh, what would eventually become Hollywood. Mm -hmm. She and Douglas Richards. Yeah. I don't know. Other people. And I believe Errol Flynn started United Artists, which okay. is still a production company today. And it, um, the fact that it was started by Mary Pickford, mm. amongst other men. But Mary Pickford was the big draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, she was huge. Um, so much so that uh, when Olive Thomas did, in fact, get married to her brother, they... They kept it on the down low for a couple of years because uh -huh. they didn't want people to assume that her career was because, because of, of the brother connection. That's cool. Yeah. Um, one more thing about United Artists. It was uh, started to combat the studio system in wherein oh. many studios basically owned their stars. Uh -huh. So these this was a star owned system. Okay. So it's like a union basically? Basically. Uh, in, in some ways, um, yeah. it led to a great unionization of Hollywood, which was important because Hollywood killed a lot of people in which many different ways, which we're going to touch on. You were going to yes, get I into. Am. Yeah. Um, well, specifically one person, but there's a lot of ways that Hollywood killed people. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a dark place. <laughs> basically. For, be, for being so well lit, it's a very dark place. <laughs> every classic movie that you can think of 
was made by torturing the artists involved. And animals and... Yes. Oh, I was just reading... Oh, God. I was just reading a Cracked article about how, like, they did early special effects in Mm -hmm. films. Mm -hmm. And basically... Every time you see like a horse collapse in an old movie, that horse is dead. Yeah, they like you were seeing that, that horse. horse die yeah. on screen. Like um, Ben-Hur, was, most of those horses did not survive. They killed so many people. Um, there, what? Oh Christ, I'm not gonna remember what movie it was, but there was a movie. It might have even been Ben Hur, where they shoot a a water battle scene, mm. and they literally drowned like 200 extras. <laughs> What? There was no union to protect these people, and they were just locals, extras who were yeah. given. I know. Sword. The, also, from this, uh, we should post this article because uh, it's insane. But also, like every time they were shooting guns, that's live ammunition. Yep, they were just shooting. Yeah, <laughs> they would like carefully choreograph it, but then like shit happened, shit happened. all the time. All the time. <sighs> okay. Crazy. Yeah. Great. Again, everybody, do not time travel. Like, do not go backwards yeah, in time. It the is past not your is very dangerous. And not fun for anybody, especially women and minorities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Olive Thomas. Yeah. She had a very successful uh, film career. She was basically the original on screen flapper girl. Cool. Yeah. There's a movie about, like, the first time a flapper is depicted on film, it's her. It's Olive Thomas. Yeah. I bet you we can find a clip of that. I'm sure. There's at least pictures we'll find. Yeah, let's some. let's post some of that too. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, so anyways. Um, so eventually she has to bite it, right? I mean, Yes, we're getting there. Okay. Um, so her and Jack Pickford loved each other very much but had a very tumultuous marriage as a lot of theater people do. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, like this is really like... He cheats and beats There's, his wife. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. I think there was. There I think probably, I'm making safe assumptions. There probably were some affairs going on, or at least like jealousy and like potential affairs. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, so they and they had also were both like very busy with their careers. Um, they so, were a Hollywood couple. Yeah, they're a, they're very much a Hollywood couple. But uh, so by August of 1920, they were like, you know, we've been really busy. We've had a lot of fights. Let's kind of take time off and like rekindle our relationship. Oh, that's nice. It's very sweet. Uh, So they decided to take a second honeymoon in Paris. And they are, you know, like this is, you know, like literal midnight in Paris. They are partying with all of those expats. Mm -hmm. Um, Hemingway. Hemingway. Uh, uh, Scott Fitzgerald and, and Zelda. Zoe, Zelda. There, I was going with Zoe. Um, okay. Yep. yep. We've all seen Midnight in Paris. All those folks. Just watch that movie again. Dem peoples. Uh, yeah. So the night of September 5th, they go out partying at the famous bistros in the Montparnasse Quarter, which is where that is. <laughs> Look at your own goddamn maps. We're not your moms. I don't know. Look it up. But it's yeah, it's like right in that area where all those famous cafes and nightclubs sure. are. I've never been to Europe, so I believe I you. I have, and I didn't know where I was going. Yeah, I, was on a I bus. can't. It took me like ten years to learn Grand Rapids, so <sighs> yeah, and it's all in French. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they uh, returned back to the Hotel Ritz around three a.m. after a long night of partying. Uh, Jack Pickford falls asleep, um, or was out elsewhere, who knows, but, uh, but a drunk and tired Olive Thomas accidentally ingests 
mercury bichloride liquid solution. Oh, no. That's a big fucking accident. She was murdered. Well, uh, hang on. Uh, Because this, this liquid solution had been prescribed to Pickford to, quote, treat sores caused by his chronic syphilis. So, wow. Yeah. So, wow. how did he get the syphilis? Is a good how question. indeed? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we all know how syphilis happens. We're all adults here. Yeah. Or we should be. Kids don't listen to this. We, I mean, that's that is a funny side story though, because is it is syphilis funny? No, it's not funny. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that it, they prescribed mercury as yeah. a solution to syphilis, yeah. which is like actively worse. Wow. Uh, but that wow. was a very long time cure, like thought to be a cure for syphilis. Right. Yeah. Because I think it did like help at first, but then like yeah, and then eventually got mercury, mercury poisoning and lost your mind. As we see, is because poison. your brain separates from its membrane and you go mm-hmm. crazy. But my question here is, um, I think this. I think they were supposed to ingest this substance. I mean, probably like in very small amounts, or, right? Or maybe so it was just topical overdosed. or something. No, it probably maybe I don't. I don't. I don't I'm, know. I'm proud to say I don't know much about having syphilis. Yes. Uh, so or, good for me. Or using mercury to cure it. I mean, I just had a long-standing don't. policy of wrap it before you tap it. Uh huh. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's. It makes me wonder how uh, Olive Thomas avoided syphilis. She probably didn't. She was yeah, a stripper. Maybe, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's. All right. the, the nice uh, thing about syphilis is that it didn't show for a while. That's true. She probably had early stages of it. And I mean, back then, syphilis, which was called the Frenchman's disease, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in France, <laughs> fooling around partying... Everyone's got it. Everyone's got it. Yeah. And that was also true in New York and all the other um, uh, uh, places where the ocean meets the land. Places? Well, ports? Yes. Ports. <laughs> I was like... Jesus Christ. Uh... <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. I had a migraine that started this morning at 11 a.m. and I was not going to record tonight. And then I pushed And then I made anyway. you. Because <laughs> she bullies me. Oh, crack that whip. <laughs> no, because you can go to go see Hamilton. So yeah. um, anyway, yeah, so all of those ports rife with syphilis. Yeah. If you saw the film, um, it almost... So Meryl Streep, bad singing... Howard from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, 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 oh. Florence Foster Jenkins. Thank you. Yes. The whole, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you want to watch this, just skip ahead 20 seconds. The whole thing is the reason she can't sing or play the piano anymore is she syphilis? had nerve damage from syphilis Jesus. that her, her first husband gave her. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a bummer. Yeah, and that's why she didn't have a sexual relationship with her second husband, Hugh Grant, and because... he just like took care of her because okay. she didn't want him to get syphilis. Oh, that's nice yeah it was kind of a nice story but man you do not see that coming you think you're going into that film to watch a funny movie about meryl streep can't who can't sing and 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 surprise surprise (laughs) (laughs) all right right, so i'm sorry welcome back everyone she either kills herself or uh she accidentally ingests she yeah she it's Thought that lethal amounts of either mercury. the flask contained water or sleeping pills. The label was in French, so that did not help. Uh, and then allegedly, she, once she realized her mistake, she cried out, "Oh my God!" And that woke up Pickford, who rushed to her side, and then who he, and then he took her to the hospital, uh, where she died five days later. She was twenty-five. Wow. Yeah. Ten years ago, she wasn't even married yet. Ten years ago, she so in the space of ten years. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, it's it's a real bummer. That, yeah. Well, at least nobody ate her ass. She had only moved to New York City five years, six years earlier. No, seven. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Hmm. Evita. Sorry to bring that. this back. How can you? Okay. I hate that movie. You need to watch it as an adult because I it's did. actually super good. I did but watch it. The music's as an adult. amazing. It's really annoying. I, Jennifer, I feel like I just can't deal with you. <laughs> Listen, Avita's not, it's not perfect by no means, but, but the music is excellent and it's, uh, it's good. It's good. It flows very well. I mean, for being one make of the your shows, own decisions, people. Do not follow my orders. That's, that's really what this podcast is about is right? just me slowly taking over everybody's minds. So, <laughs> so how, if she died in Paris, how was she haunting in New York? Well, hang on. Um, so you were right to be kind of suspicious of her death because uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of people were yep. at the time. Uh, it was thought that maybe she found out about affairs that Pickford was having and committed suicide. Um, or she found out she had syphilis and committed suicide or he had her murdered or poisoned or whatever, like that he did it directly or yeah. indirectly. Um, it was ruled to be accidental. I, ultimately, I kind of believe that it was accidental. He was very distraught. Um, allegedly he, he tried to commit suicide on the boat back to the U.S. that when he was bringing her body back. So like, I, yeah, that does they had a tumultuous relationship, but I think like he, they really did love each other. And so he was pretty distraught after her death. Well, all right, I'll give him some credit. Not much. Yeah. Because a young lady is still dead, but he gets some credit. I mean, it's a real bummer. Does he remarry? Now I'm suspicious of him. I didn't check up on that. All right, well, that's all right. I don't care about him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Jack Pickford. Move on. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Yeah, so if you want to visit her, she's buried in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, which is fun, in a mausoleum labeled Pickford. Uh, but that's not why we're here. We're here for the ghosts. Tell me the ghosts. Yeah. So I don't know why the theater, because like, I don't know if she was still even working at the theater, like at the time of her death, because she had moved on to film. Right. At the time. Um, maybe just like, maybe she left so much of of herself there with all that energy. I mean, you know how much energy you put out during dance. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's got that, all that energy invested in a place, I could see that her spirit would come back there. Yeah. Maybe that was like the place where she really made it big. So she just like, maybe it was a time of great joy for her. Yeah. I would go back to a place that I was joyful. Yeah. Now. Okay. Joyful is a good point because, um, all, all accounts of people who have experienced her ghosts in the theater say Mm -hmm. that it's a very playful vibrant fun spirit so that's good like she's not like she's not a vengeful ghost which is nice um but there's there's a lot of like stories about her um she's considered one of the most active ghosts on broadway um oh i super want to go yeah but i think you have to kind of be like in the cast and crew to really experience it i want to go more Mm -hmm. somebody cast me in something yeah uh almost immediately after her death workers began telling friends that they saw olive backstage and they're like what do you mean she just died (laughs) like that would be troubling to be like oh hey i just saw hey olive's olive's visiting and they were like actually not (laughs) just so you know she's dead now uh 
You know, that happened to my mom. Uh, one of her friends died in a car accident and told her that, you know, came came to her and said, you know, mm-hmm. this is okay. Just make sure my husband's happy. Oh. I know. That's. I'm pretty sure that's how she told me that story. I mean, story. that's kind of cute. My mom doesn't like talking about her paranormal experiences as much as I do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> she's had a couple weirdo things. She's also a twin. So oh. one time her twin broke her leg or something. And we should do that. My, yeah, we should do a thing on twins. Oh, there's my, a bunch of creepy twin stories. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Future, future episode. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So blah, yeah, blah, my blah. mom, bit of a psychic. Cool. Um, going on. Yeah. Um... She's most active, like, when they were changing shows or remodeling or something. Yeah. There was, so the, so it was, like, active during the 20s. Uh, in the 30s, it was converted into a movie theater. And then it kind of, after a while, was kind of vacant. Vac- ah, ah, you got migraine mouth. <laughs> it was empty for a while. Um, in the 80s, it was kind of remodeled and... In the mid-90s, it was finally released by Disney as their official venue. Yeah. So the the VP of Disney Theatrical Productions, uh, Dana Amendola. Sure. Yep, sure. He, uh, there's a... Either Dana's a gentleman? I guess it's a unisex name. Yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah, it's a it's a man. There was a picture. Huh. Go figure. Yeah. That always throws me. Like I know I know somebody who's both of her parents are named Kim. <laughs> That's so sad. No. Well, not really. I mean, both of them are lovely people. I know, anyway. but it's like those people who well, okay, like one of you can't change your first name, but my mom knows a woman who married into the name Lindsay Lindsay. Oh. Like, oh, no. why would you do that to yourself? That's terrible. You've got a choice. I know somebody who married into the name. Her name is Diane, and she married into a name that's almost exactly like Diane. Ooh. So it's like Diane Dinah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I didn't take my husband's <laughs> you last can, name. You can keep your name, friends. Let me tell you, it saves you a lot of paperwork, but not a whole lot of community sneers. Yeah. People have a lot of opinions about women who don't take their husband's name. I'm looking forward to that. That's. Yeah, you're not going to take it? Nope. Good for you. I yeah. like Voss. Voss is a good last name. Me too. Reed is a good last name too. Yeah. That's why I capped it. Uh, what am I looking for? What are you looking for? Are you looking for Dana? Because he's right there. Yeah, Dana Mendela. Cool. So yeah, that's definitely a dude, probably. Yeah, I mean, we don't know was... what we don't know his life or his choices, so Yeah. But we can assume male pronouns. Okay. Well, I was like, oh, I'm gonna find a story to read, but that's obviously not gonna happen. You're cute. Um yeah. So, but there was, oh, I do remember one story that he had, um, was when they were redoing the, the like kind of rooftop theater, the, you know, like risque one. Sure. Yeah. Um, they were turning it into For the off- midnight frolics. Yeah. The midnight frolics. <laughs> which- <laughs> There's something about that that just sounds like it's for sure a pedophile ring. Like the, the word frolic Ooh. makes me think that I mean, yeah, they're it's about children. Probably mostly underage. Um, yeah yeah anyway so they were they were turning that space into offices for the production company Mm -hmm. and uh he was alone in the theater touring it dana himself experienced himself yeah he's had a few experiences um and he was he was in one of the top rooms and heard the sound of tap dancing upstairs how awesome went upstairs and there was no one of course that yeah. makes sense. 
Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And there was also, there's stories of uh, an actress or people, I don't remember, I don't know, some people in the theater were getting ready for, uh, to put on a show and, oh, they were talking about the movie, The Artist. Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, I wonder what, what Olive would think of this movie. And uh, a bunch of DVDs toppled over from the show. She's like, I'm against it. She's like, fuck it. It's crap. <laughs> it's not about me, so screw you. Uh, yeah, so different stuff like that, like kind of playful, like knocking things over. One actress, or no, one uh, orchestra director was preparing for a show and was just kind of musing aloud, like, hey, Olive, uh, like, w- I wonder what you would think of a woman directing the orchestra. Like, w- like, that's something that would be kind of unusual in your day. And a bunch of lights around the dressing room mirror, like, flickered on and off a couple times. How cool. As, like, kind of like a little playful wink. Like, like hey. I'm all right with it, bitchy. Yeah. Woo. So, I mean. Hopefully she's all right with it. Maybe she was like, fuck you. Yeah, maybe, husband. maybe they're just like. <laughs> Shouldn't you be a mother? <laughs> I just, because, you know, 1916, she was probably a monster. So, or yeah. 1925 or whatever, how old she was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, as far as... Black people in the theater. Okay, no. all right, all right, let's... <laughs> I'm painting the worst picture of all of them. I mean, she probably was a little racist. Uh, uh, a little bit racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'd rather have a playful ghost, I guess, in a theater if you're going to be there long term. Um, but it's gotten to the point where uh, they have hung a portrait of her next to every single entrance in the theater. Have you seen this ghost so that people can no, report it? No, it? it's more of a, it's a reminder for everyone to s- greet her as they enter the building because allegedly less weird shit happens the, when you're regularly talking to her. Huh. So that way she doesn't have to remind you that she's there. Yeah, she's like, hey, bitches. <laughs> I love recognize me. <laughs> I think that's cool. I yeah. If I were ever to haunt a theater, I would demand to be honored every single day every moment every time so she's doing it right well that's fantastic it makes me sad um that we ended up picking very similar stories Mm. yeah we should have planned this better um i specifically well i was kind of hoping that olive i mean you know i wasn't hoping she'd die but she it's a ghost story so Mm -hmm. she's gonna bite it eventually yeah i was hoping it would be like she choked on food in the theater mm. because that's a that's a big that would be theater superstition. Well, you know that one, right? You never put real food on a stage. You only oh. ever have prop food because actors uh-huh. choke. And that's why actors also ne- are never supposed to wear scarves uh-huh. because they get hung up on things. Uh, one woman was drugged to her death because her scarf got caught oh. in a door. Oh, my God. Um, we try to avoid... Well, all sorts of things. Um, don't say good luck because mm-hmm. for sure it's going to give you a bad show. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternately, if you have a bad dress rehearsal, you'll have a great show. Yep. So a good stage manager will purposefully fuck up a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. just to put everybody's heels at ease. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bet there's something to that where it's like, all right, we've already experienced the what worst. could go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's what it is. So you're more comfortable. Yeah. They're like, well, we already fucked it up once and we still made it through. Mm-hmm. Um, so my story is shockingly close to yours, actually. Hmm. Um, but the ghost in the end is not happy. It's not a happy spirit. No. Um, it's not a mm-hmm. spirit, but it, it's feelings of sadness. Um, my 
theater mm-hmm. is the Palace Theater, okay. which was built in 1913, okay. um, just 10 years after yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had very similar trajectories, uh, as you were telling me these. Um, the Palace Theater, built in 1913, seats uh, almost 2,000 people. It was a big venue wow. for back then. Yeah. Um, it was a vaude- it was originally built to be vaudeville. Okay. Um, and it got to be the place where it was the pinnacle of stardom. Hmm. If you played the palace, it became a euphemism for doing the best you've ever done. Now, is this in New York? This is in also? New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 45th and 46th along Broadway, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. So really close to yeah. the Follies. <laughs> Uh, so the this vaudevillian stage, it, built in 1913, had all these pinnacle stars. Uh, Kate Smith, who was the songbird of the South. It had mm-hmm. Irving Berlin, who would eventually go on to write such famous shows as White Christmas and mm. also um, uh, Clang, Clang, Clang Goes the Trolley, Ring, Ring, Ring. What is it? Mimi in St. Louis. That's oh, all yeah, Irving yeah, Berlin. Yeah. Um, they had a lots, of, lots of different stars. Danny Kaye, who you'll recognize from White Christmas. Okay. Bob Hope. Uh, Houdini, Ethel Merman, mm-hmm. uh, Helen Keller. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Helen Keller did a lot of speaking shows. She oh. was kind of a vaudevillian okay. circuit person. Uh, she did a lot of inspirational talking. Fun. Um, and Sophie the, Tucker. The original TED Talk, <laughs> right? <laughs> but not much talking. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sophie Tucker, who you mentioned as well. Sophie Tucker was a yeah. big, big star. But the original who I know from Chicago. <laughs> but Sophie <laughs> Tucker would shit I know to see her name get billed below. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Sophie Tucker. Uh, of course, the original star for um, that made the transition from vaudeville to silent theater was Sandra Bernhard, um, oh, who yeah. you'll recognize from Moulin Rouge. Yep. She, that's, that's where I got all you covered. my knowledge comes from. <laughs> that's completely fine. At least you have the knowledge. Yes. Um, so uh, once Sarah Bernhard got booked there, uh-huh. did I say Sandra the first time? Whatever. It it's Sarah Bernhard. Sarah. Uh, once she got booked there, then the Palace Theater really took off. Once cool. she was the big star, they could book all these other stars through time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, one of the people who produced at this Palace Theater called it the Valhalla of Vaudeville. Ooh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> well, it's kind of also telling because Valhalla is for dead people. <laughs> right, yeah, it's the Norse heaven, basically. Right. Well, heaven. It's a big hall with Odin in it, and everybody just has yeah. drinking. I games watch all Vikings. Day. It's a good show. Is it? I haven't watched it oh, yet. Sh- oh my God, it's so good. I just bought Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm going to read that when I have a moment. Cool. But I might just get it on audiobook also. Yeah. Because having Neil Gaiman read to me on my commute is heavenly. Oh, he narrates it? He does almost all of his own audiobooks. I have American Gods. Well, wait, which American Gods do you have? Because there's also a, an excellent, excellent full cast recording. Oh, you know what? I, th- I think I have that. It's it's fantastic. Um, but if you ever do any of his short fictions, mm-hmm. like Trigger Warning, okay, that's all him. All right. I love him. Yep. A lot. He's my literary boyfriend. <laughs> so... <laughs> Somebody, Continue. I hope Amanda Palmer finds out. Yes. Because <laughs> she and I could be friends. We could hang. Let's get I her on the show. I think so, yeah. Right? I'm she's, sure she's got stories. Oh, my God. I love her. Okay. So um, the trouble with the Palace Theater, uh, there were many smaller ghosts mm-hmm. involved in the Palace Theater, but possibly one of the, the second most famous ghosts for sure uh, is Highwire Walker Borsalino. 
Oh, I'm sensing a direction this is going. Oh, yeah. Down. Is that direction down? Yeah. <laughs> um, so August 27th, which is my best friend Mallory's birthday, but in 1935, <laughs> Mallory was not a thing yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so August 27th, 1935, Borsellino was doing his tight, wa- tight rope walking act. Uh-huh. And he'd done it hundreds of times. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was part of a troupe called The Four Casting Pearls, and it was an acrobat oh, okay. group. And of course... Uh, following the other fame mm-hmm. uh, of these groups who didn't work with a net, they also didn't work with a net. Oh, now, here's what's really horrifying. His tightrope went from dress circle to dress circle, from lo- the loge, the loge seats and the boxes. Oh. So when he fell, he didn't fall on the stage. <gasps> He fell into the people. Oh, no. Women were fainting. Oh, God. Uh, men were screaming. It was awful. He fell into the front rows. Uh, and and here, this is so Broadway. Mm-hmm. The show must go on. Did they keep going? Of course they did. Holy shit. The orchestra, was the, the orchestra uh, conductor was prepared for emergencies. And so when people started freaking out, he, he redirected everyone with a lively march. And they were able to move things out because the show must go on. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> the band played on, Jennifer. <laughs> Holy crap. So uh, that ghost is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, he walks his tightrope when it's quiet and empty. Ugh. And then you hear a scream <gasps> and you watch him fall. Oh, my God. He disappears before he hits the ground. I want to see. There are also... I know, right? <laughs> but I would scream bloody murder. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I would... Cool. Probably faint. I can't even watch. Um, have you ever been playing a video game uh-huh. and you fall off the edge and you're like, and oh, you I used over? to like do that purposely. Oh, God, that makes with... me sick to my stomach. It makes me want to vomit. My husband even plays a game. I don't play uh, video games because I always get hung up on walls. Like, I can't. Yeah, I, I don't like video games. I can't do this. Unless it's Guitar Hero. <laughs> right, you are good at Guitar Hero. Uh, I'm bad at Guitar Hero, too. I'm really good at Plants vs. Zombies. Cool. That's that's my thing. Cool. <laughs> um, no, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, this game that Dan plays, he's not even a character. Uh-huh. He's just a marble rolling along on tracks. That would make me sick. But it's like floating in space. Yeah. That's... And so if the marble falls off the edge... I feel like I'm falling off the edge. I don't Do you get de- like vertigo. Oh, terrible. It's awful. <laughs> I can't. And, but I only get it for these things where I feel like I'm falling. Mm. I think I must have fallen to my death in a previous life. Fun. I was hanged. <laughs> for sure. That David was stabbed to death by a woman. me the fuck out. Yeah. I can't handle watching people hang. I also don't do well with flames. Mm. Like if flames are near me, so maybe I burn to death. Yeah. Probably flames as a witch. Flames don't bother me. That's... <laughs> Fun fact, there was a time when we were camping and we had booze and it was really shitty vodka. So the only kind. So of course we were, I were think you it was, in high school. I think it was five o'clock, but Oh my god. No, yes. we were not we were not in high school. We could after this I'm gonna give you the recipe for a pink panty dropper. Cool. Uh <laughs> so we were we were doing what you do with shitty vodka, which is spit it, it? it into the fire. No. Oh, okay. Well, we're to make people. it go whoosh. <laughs> you were being fire breathers. Yes. Cool. Uh, and I got a little too close. <laughs> Did your face catch on fire? Uh, my uh, uh, part of my eyebrows burned off. <laughs> so that's why I draw them in. No, that's not true. They grew back. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't have uh, anything. My eyebrows, which are not under control. So I am right like now. not sufficiently afraid of fire. Yeah, is what no, I'm trying to say. Probably should be. My cousins, when we were, uh, we had a camp. Camp BA, Camp Badass. I know, fuck off. Wow. We, we would do a drink in the woods at the, at the edge of my aunt's property. Um, and we were in high school, shut up. <laughs> anyway, everybody's favorite thing to do was every so often throw an aerosol can into the fire so yeah. it would explode because people are monsters. <laughs> so that always freaked me out. And then um, I, when I was a kid, not uh-huh. anymore. I'm a, I'm a pretty good cook now. Uh-huh. Um, but when I was a kid, I had this real unnatural tendency to be able to set things on fire. <laughs> like <laughs> on I was dope. Yeah. Or in the microwave or the, uh, Oh my toaster. God. Yeah. I don't know. I, I were just... you microwaving metal? No. Are you sure? <laughs> I No. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I think there was maybe like metal foil on the edge of my grandma's dishes or something. Oh. Um, because I 100% set a, microwave on fire a toaster toasters by the way mm-hmm. they shoot flames like three feet <laughs> um and then i set my oven on fire a couple oh, times jesus i know and my mother still let me cook that's well i'm glad you got better <laughs> yeah i'm much better now um anyway. she always instilled in us that we better be able to cook because she didn't have time to take care of us <laughs> so like me and my sister could cook uh full chicken dinners by the time i was six wow i know we were that's very impressive, impressive kids yeah. that's good sharon and sharon definitely raised some independent kids yeah um so borsellino falls mm-hmm. to his death he's yeah. the big ghost um second biggest uh there was also an unidentified little girl who mm-hmm. ghostly re- uh, looks over the railing and peers down into the, from the balcony. Mm. Another little boy plays with ghostly trucks uh, sitting in the back of the mezzanine. Oh. There's also a man in a brown suit who walks around in the office spaces mm-hmm. behind. Now, none of those are identified ghosts. Okay. The only identified ghosts are Borsellino and, fucking wait for it, Yes. Judy goddamn Garland. <gasps> I know. I know. Okay, so that's why I picked this, because Judy Garland is my hero. I love her. I love her. Um, I We were just in my office, and you saw how really into Wizard of Oz I am. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, have I know. I have a lot of love. Wizard of Oz shit. You do. I've <laughs> seen some of the commemorative things yeah, that you have. I, did I, have I ever showed you my Barbies? <laughs> I mean, I have seen your Sporty Spice Barbie. Okay, yes. I do sell my Sporty Spice Barbie. She's a different collector's piece. Uh, she doesn't have her shoes, though. I don't know why I can never keep shoes on my Barbie. They're tiny. They are. Um, so that was the only Barbie I ever owned. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was able to purchase off a friend yep. uh, the Wizard of Oz 1997 Barbies. Oh. <laughs> They're still in their boxes. Wow. My Glinda is worth, like... $300. I paid 50 for her. Cash so, that in sometime. I mean, eventually, right? Like, yeah. I have to when the world ends or something. <laughs> Still have my Wizard of Oz Barbies. Anymore. And then it's too late. So, anyways, I really love Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I had to pick this theater. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Judy so, Garland. Yeah, what? What? Why? Judy Garland's life was really sad. I Yeah. She, uh, remember, we talked a second ago about the studio system mm-hmm. um, and how. The studios really owned, like it was almost its own form of slavery. Yeah. They owned these stars. MGM owned Judy Garland. Mm. They could dictate how she wore her hair. Mm -hmm. They could dictate who she dated. They Mm -hmm. dictated, they dictated whether or not she could eat. They put her on all sorts of pills. They were in charge of her medications. Uppers and downers. Uppers and downers. Uh, Judy Garland had been 
owned by MGM since she was 13 years old. Wow. Yeah. That Can is, you imagine? there's just, yeah. I mean, you think child stars get messed up now. Like, holy shit. <sighs> to get through the shooting of Wizard of Oz, she was given so many uppers and downers that she couldn't sleep. So they put her on sleeping pills and then she would <sighs> a little bit overdose and then they had to take care of her in that way. That's and, so upsetting. Yeah. She was, she was essentially psychologically tortured mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. For years. Mm-hmm. And we almost praise this golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, it's not a golden age. Very, Anytime somebody tells very you. Very problematic. Super problematic. If somebody says, I want to go back to the good old days, you tell them to fuck off. Those don't we still exist. have slavery and racism and gender yeah. disorders. And you just tell them to fuck right off. Um, so this theater, the Palace Theater, same as the New Amsterdam, TV and radio almost killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was reformed um, during the Great Depression into a high-class movie theater. Sure. And then the 1950s brought it back to its glory days with... <laughs> Celebrity run acts: Frank Sinatra, ah. uh, Bob Hope, yep. Judy Garland. Wow! Now Judy Garland, uh, in 1951, she did a show at the Palace Theater, two days a week, 19 weeks, mm-hmm. sold out almost instantly. And on top of that, it broke every box office record, mm-hmm. um, and it got her a special Tony. So uh, one of her awards didn't exist before she did this it was such a special performance that she got a tony that didn't exist in (laughs) order to get this um so she was a truly special talent um they had for one of her productions um uh, she she performed there in 1951, which is what she got the Tony for, and right. also again in 1956. And for one of those productions, they installed a door, a special door at the back of the theater so she could enter through the audience, <laughs> which we've seen a lot of the greats do, but Judy yeah. Garland invented it. Nice. Um, so uh, apparently if you go there and you stand by that door, you'll feel a great wave of sadness. And it's the sadness of Judy Garland. Oh, that's so sad. She, I mean, she really, she had such a rough life. Mm-hmm. Um, she, under the studio system, uh, they she fell in love with a man named David Rose, who was already married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got pregnant by him. The studio forced her to have an abortion. They, yeah. they essentially kidnapped her, gave her an abortion against her will. That and that happened like to multiple, to multiple stars. actresses. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, uh, Vincent Minnelli. Uh, she had a horrible tumultuous relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Luft. Um, when she divorced him, uh, it was because he was beating her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had an affair with Orson Welles while he was still with Rita Hayworth. And wow. Kind of had a ruined life there. Um, she died in 1969 mm-hmm. uh, of an overdose of barbiturates. Right, because how could you not be addicted to drugs after After you've been that? fed to them since you were 14. Yeah. Yeah. And you had no choice. She had, had no, no choice, choice but to be an addict. <laughs> yeah. And and her family, you know, she started out as a gum, G-U-M-M. She mm-hmm. and her sisters were the gum sisters. Oh. And that's how she got famous. Um and the only way she could keep her family afloat was by staying on the studio system, is Jeez. what I've been told. Now, I haven't read too much into it because it bums me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she just had an awful, awful life. Although, she had absolute moments of glory, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was something else. Um, so, 1969, she's been haunting the palace ever since. Um, and so, wow. I know. I kind of want to go there and just, like, commune with her. Yeah, I just, just want to, like, understood. be like, I hope you're happy now. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, apparently <laughs> not, because your presence is still sad. I, you but... know, and maybe she was just sad while she was there. It's a place of energy. Mm-hmm. You dump your energy yeah. into these theaters. So I know. So what is should... that theater now? Is it just like a regular whatever? It's still the Broadway palace. theater. Yeah, still the palace. Wow. It's still a big deal. Um, mm. You know, it's it's a it's it's not Carnegie Hall in terms of name recognition, mm-hmm. but. At one time it was. Wow. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I feel like every, like we could, there's so many theaters that with like. We could do this every week. We could do a whole podcast of just haunted theaters. We really could. And maybe we should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. It's been kind of a long one. Eh, We'll Uh, edit out all the I guess it's kind of normal now. Yeah. But. Yeah. Maybe we'll been... cut out our crappy entry, uh, intro. We're just going to start right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, be good. It's Love been great. Uh, if you want to follow us on things, we are haunted underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, this podcast is haunted on basically everything else. Facebook, yeah, Facebook Twitter. Instagram. Yeah, nope. not Twitter. Haunt, haunted <laughs> underscore pod. Uh, if you want to email us. Uh, a personal ghost story. Please do. We love those. God, we love that. It's this podcast is haunted at Gmail. And we, I forget to do this often, but it's something that's very helpful. If you use iTunes to listen to your podcast, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review that helps people find our show or just, you know, tell a friend or whatever. Yeah, we're, I, I'm, we're really happy that people seem to like what we do. Yeah, and, absolutely. Which is like just beyond all my wildest expectations for this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really thought we would have quit this by now. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I was hoping we would. No, oh. <laughs> no I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, if you like us, tell a friend, leave a review, subscribe. Tell uh, us that you like us because, man, we like that too. Yeah, talk to <laughs> us on social media. We, we are talk will back. Respond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you in a fortnight. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.